takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today to talk a little Islanders hockey. Always a pleasure. Gil Martin, glad to be with you. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Plenty going on on today's show. We have a couple of mailbag questions that listeners sent in. Uh, One of them regarding possible defensemen that the Islanders could trade for, and that's been something we've been discussing on the show for quite some time. Another one uh, has to do with the role of enforcers in the modern NHL. Plus, we have a full preview of tonight's game against Detroit, and a goaltender who had a brief career with the Islanders will be our Islanders' birthday of the day. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we'll mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Uh, before we even get to the two mailbag questions, uh, one thing I definitely did want to touch on, Anthony Bavillier, uh, who was benched, as we talked about on yesterday's show, sat out the game against the Devils, Still no word as of uh, now, the time I'm recording this on Monday evening, as to whether or not that uh, the Islanders and Barry Trotz will be putting Anthony Bevilier back in the lineup. We will keep you up to date via Twitter as to whether or not that's going to happen as soon as we hear something. But realistically, you know, the Islanders have not won two games in a row since that, you know, since the... 11-game winless streak started. Now, they've won two games since then, but not back-to-back. I don't know whether or not Barry Trotz will try to make a change after the team responded and, 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 you know, scored four goals, got their first win, or whether or not he wants to say, hey, Anthony Bevilier, message delivered. Let's see how you respond. And look, unfortunately, There are plenty of other players on this roster who similarly have been struggling. Now, you know, Zach Parise finally got his first goal against the Devils. Doubt they bench him now. Do you also go out there and think about benching a Kyle Palmieri, a Josh Bailey, who's picked up some assists lately, but, you know, plenty of guys out there who are struggling offensively, and we have to see whether or not... uh, you know, 
they put Bavillier back in the lineup, and if they do take Bavillier out, who comes back in? Let's get to our mailbag questions. And again, uh, lockedonislanders at gmail.com if you want to send us uh, some mail. Uh, this one is from Ken in Minnesota. Ken writes, Hi, Gil. Thinking back over the last number of years, I thought the league was trending toward a more finesse game, and the days of needing enforcers were coming to an end. Then we saw what happened with the Rangers and their turnover toward a more physical lineup, and this year, all the injuries that have come by way of questionable hits and penalties, slew foots, knee on knee, and such. Originally, I wondered about the Islanders' signing of Ross Johnston and whether or not it was wise. In hindsight, I find myself reevaluating and possibly justifying the need for such players in the lineup with the penchant of the dirty play that seems to have reared its head again. Interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Ken in Minnesota. Ken, first off, thank you very much for the email. With regard to the question, I think the Islanders kind of have it right. And, you know, you look at the Rangers uh, and what they did during the offseason. There's a fine line. And I think the difference between the NHL 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and even further back and now is that there really is no room on a roster for a guy who can just fight. Uh, You still have the need for physicality in this league, and the Rangers, as a team, didn't have that last year. Now they do. They have a fourth line they put out there that makes them, as the hockey expression goes, tougher to play against. And the Islanders have guys like that. Cal Clutterbuck is not typically a fighter, but he'll go out there and dig in the corners and be physical and play the body and take a hit to make a play. He'll get that job done for the Islanders. Obviously, Casey Sezikis, Matt Martin. But the enforcer role is, you know, Ross Johnston, as you mentioned. And I think the Islanders have it right. Ross Johnston is the kind of player who is not going to play more than, let's say, 10, 11 minutes a game maximum, is not going to play in all 82 games, but there are certain games that you want a guy like Ross Johnston out on the ice. And when he gets hot and plays well, he's capable of contributing, whether it's forechecking, whether it's throwing the body, whether it's the occasional pass or, or goal. So fighting, I think, not being completely phased out of hockey, but those deliberate staged, I'll call them fights, are... Very, very limited now. And the idea of having a player who can just fight but really can't do much else, those days are gone. I think the Islanders overpaid Ross Johnston, but the idea of having Ross Johnston on this team is definitely a good one. So uh, thanks again for that question. This next question uh, is from Ben. Ben says, uh, I've been listening and reading what I can coming out of the States about the current Islanders situation, and it seems to swing between the need for a sniper, an offensive-oriented player, to a defensive puck carrier uh, like Nick Letty. Realistically, what are the options? I know Lou Lamorello doesn't like to rush the situation, but it seems to be getting more urgent. Ideally, who is on the table and who is a likely target? If they can only get one, do they tar- which one do they target, the defenseman or the sniper? I could see a situation where we get a strong offensive player who just doesn't adapt well to the defensive play style, and this affects their ability to produce offense. 
interested in your thoughts on this following the loss to Nashville. Hopefully the boys can bounce back. Time difference means to get I start my Sunday morning by watching it live, and that is from Ben. Ben, thank you again for the email. I think your point about the Islanders not going out to get a guy who is just a goal scorer is valid. And I think that even if this team adds a 25-30 goal scorer, that player is going to have to sacrifice their statistics a little bit to play defensive hockey and to fit into this system. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And it's going to disrupt the locker room. And it's just not going to be something that Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello want to do. I think that the odds are better at this point that the Islanders go the defenseman route. I think that that is more of the team's priority. And they feel like the transition game would work better and the offense would pick up if they had that Nick Letty type who could skate the puck out of danger or pass the puck out of danger and make the transition work smoothly. A couple of guys who may be available. uh, I always try to look at teams that are struggling a little bit that may be, you know, surefire sellers at or before the trade deadline. So I look at the Arizona Coyotes, a guy like uh, Jacob Chikrin, still young, only 23 years old. Certainly a good skater can be a top four defenseman, give you 22, 23 minutes a night. Uh, Obviously he would want out of Arizona. Uh, Not so sure what the price would be, but I would think it would be mostly picks because the Coyotes are in a full rebuild mode. Chikrin's salary cap hit is $4.6 million per year. He has three years left, so the the Islanders may have to go to uh, free up a little cap space as part of that deal. The Maple Leafs are also, even though they're a contending team, they may be looking to deal a defenseman. Travis Dermott is one player who may be in that mix. And, you know, Dermott not quite as uh, efficient offensively and probably wouldn't cost as much. He's only got a $1.5 million cap hit. To me, that would be a simple addition, but not quite as uh, not quite as big a splash offensively. And then uh, a third player who uh, I would think about is Hampus Lindholm. Uh, but, you know, he's a free agent at the end of this year. He's with the Anaheim Ducks. Ducks playing fairly well right now, uh, 27 years old, still, uh, you know, one of those guys who's in his prime, and yet an injury history, missed a lot of time last year due to a, a fractured wrist, but overall, you know, a versatile guy, could kill penalties, can be on the second power play unit, can help the skating, but going to give up another first round pick for a rental player, Not so sure that's the deal. More players will become available as we get closer to the trade deadline, so we'll certainly keep an eye on that. But those are three names that I think uh, could be on the wish list for the New York Islanders if they look to make a deal. 
We've got more to discuss on today's show. When we come back, we'll have a full preview of tonight's game in Detroit, plus uh, a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. I'll tell you, I have both given Omaha Steaks as a gift and received them. And whenever I give them, people love them. And I'll tell you, when I got them, nothing makes the holiday season tastier than Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky, but Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family that unforgettable gift that is guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. And when you use the code NHL, you also get eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword NHL. This episode is also brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you could do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com. For details. So the Islanders will be in Detroit tonight to take on the Red Wings' second meeting of the season between these two teams. Red Wings won the first one by a score of 4-3 to three back on December 4th. And Detroit, maybe the Islanders are catching them at the right time. They've lost three in a row, uh, and all of them decisively lost to the Predators at home 5-2. to two. Lost in St. Louis 6-2, in Colorado 7-3. They are well-rested, have not played since December 10th. That's three days off uh, in between games. And now they are back in Detroit to host the Islanders. And uh, will we see Tomas Grice against his former team? Uh, or, or will it be Alex uh, Nedeljovic? We'll see. But... Uh, Right now, Nedeljovic, 8-6 and six and 3 overtime losses at 2-8-1 goals against and a 9-15 save percentage. Grice struggling a little bit more, 5-6-0, but a 3-6-7 goals against and an 8-89 save percentage. Right now, Lucas Raymond is the leading scorer on the Red Wings, 10 goals, 24 points. Dylan Larkin, 10 goals, 22 points. Tyler Bertuzzi, who has missed some games after coming down with covid uh, nine goals and 18 points in 20 games. And uh, Vladislav Nemestikov 
with nine goals and 15 points. So, you know, there is some goal scoring on this team. The problem for Detroit has been defensive. They're 18th, which is a little bit below the middle in goals scored, but they are 28th in the league in goals against. And special teams have hurt the Red Wings all season. Power play is 26th out of 32 teams, just a 16.2% conversion rate. And the penalty kill is 25th with a 76.5% success rate. So on both sides of special teams, Detroit has been struggling and hopefully the Islanders will be able to take full advantage of that situation. And it's, it's again, an opportunity. Special teams were a part of the Islanders' success against the Devils. And again, if they can replicate that, it'll make things a lot better for this team. We look at the line combinations for the Red Wings. Dylan Larkin, the top line center. Tyler Bertuzzi, Lucas Raymond were on his wings. Pius Suter centers Vladislav Nemestikov and Robbie Fabry on the second line. The third line was Michael Rasmussen with Adam Earn and Philip Zadina on his wings. Carter Roney is the fourth line pivot with Joe Valeno and Sam Gagne on either side of him. On defense, Dan DeKaiser and Moritz Sider are the top pairing. Nick Letty, uh, a person we've talked about a lot, he is on the second pair with Philip Roenick. And then Jordan Osterley and Gustav Lindstrom make up the third pairing. Now, again, a lot of injuries. Tyler Bertuzzi uh, is expected back from the COVID list. He was on IR. Jacob Verana, Troy uh, Stetcher, Mitchell Stevens, Mark Stahl, and Gustav Lindstrom also have been out of the lineup. And we'll take a peek uh, before game time and see whether or not they are back. But for the Islanders, this game is a big opportunity. I mean, you look at where this team is at right now and winning this game and starting to build a little bit of momentum would go a long, long way for this Islanders team because, look, they have a lot of points to make up this is a rare road game. They, they're going to play a lot of home games throughout the month of December. Uh, I think they only had two road games all month. But right now, you know, the Islanders, seven wins, 11 losses uh, on the season, and then the five overtime losses. They are five points behind the Flyers, six points behind the Devils, but they have three games in hand on both of those teams you got to start putting together wins. And, you know, the Islanders have won two out of their last three. They have points right now in five of their last six. It would be huge for this team to start putting things together and to, you know, get wins and, and, and take that confidence to another level. You know, we saw how excited Zach Parise was to get off the schneid and score his first goal. I know the Islanders can get things going if they just get a little momentum. The question is, can they do it? And beating Detroit is a golden opportunity to do just that. We'll see if they can get it done. We've got more to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, a goalie who 
didn't have a long career with the Islanders, but was at one point a highly regarded prospect. That and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Want to talk to you a little bit about Stance. And, you know, Stance is just really super soft, entirely unique. The apparel is special. It's fun to wear. And, you know, it gives you a sense of confidence simply because you look good and you feel good. And I was a skeptic at first. You know, uh, you hear all these ads all the time, and I was like, yeah, okay, everybody says that. But then I got Stance as a gift, and I'll tell you, uh, I was I was sold on it because it really, really is good clothing that's comfortable and unique. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I mean, some of the collaborators, Wu-Tang Clan, Batman, Goonies, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Disney, Bob Marley, Major League Baseball, the NBA, so many things that... There really is something for everyone, and Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself, register for an account at Stance.com, and get 15% off your first purchase by using the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and the comfort of life less ordinary with Stance. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And I'll tell you, uh, this one is a little bit obscure, but we're going to go back. We're a couple of days late on this one, but uh, Sunday was the 52nd birthday of former Islanders goalie Danny Lorenz. Lorenz, a native of Murrayville, British Columbia, third round pick of the Islanders back in 1988, played his junior hockey with the Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL made his Islanders debut in 1990-91 and played a few games each year in 1991, 91-92, and 92-93. Continued in the minors and in uh, a bunch of different leagues from the IHL, the AHL, the East Coast Hockey League, uh, all the way through to 2003-2004. But only played in eight games in the NHL, all of them with the Islanders, and uh, had a 4.20 goals against average and an 8.56 save percentage for his career. We're going to go back and look at the best game in Danny Lorenz's Islanders career, December 19, 1992, at the old Igloo in Pittsburgh. Islanders visiting the Penguins. Obviously, Danny Lorenz is the Goalie for the Islanders, the Penguins go with future Hall of Famer Tom Barrasso. And it was the Penguins scoring first, 6.45 into the first period, Yarmir Yager, his 15th from Ulf Samuelson and Tom Barrasso. That meant the Islanders were down one to nothing. But they answer late in the period, Benoit Hogue, his 12th, unassisted at 14.56 after the first period, 1-1 Islanders and Penguins. But the Islanders special teams made a difference in the second period. And a pair of shorthanded goals 
by the same player coming one early in the period, one late in the period. First, with Travis Green off for interference, Pat Flatley, a shorty, his third from Hogue and Scott Lachance at 423. Then with Vladimir Malakov off for tripping, Pat Flatley, another shorthanded goal, his fourth of the year from Hogan Lachance again, that one at 19-19 of the second period after 40 minutes, Islanders three and the Penguins one. But Pittsburgh, such an explosive offensive team. They get back into the game early on in the third. Kevin Stevens is 25th from Mario Lemieux and Ulf Samuelson at 744. It's a one-goal game. But a minute, 11 seconds after the Stevens goal, David Volek answers for the Islanders. His fifth from Brad Delgarno. That made it 4-2. And at 11.26, Yager gets his second of the game, 16th of the year. Ron Francis and Jim Peck with the assists. But after that, Lorenz closes the door on the Penguins. He makes 31 saves in this one and earns what would be his only win in the National Hockey League as the Islanders beat the Penguins 4-3. to three. Two goals, both of them shorthanded for Pat Flatley. Benoit Hogue, a goal and an assist. Scott Lachance with two helpers. And, you know, not a lot of people may remember Danny Lorenz and and his NHL career wasn't all that long, but you know what? On this day, he beat a team with Hall of Famers like Ron Francis, Yaramir Yager, Mario Lemieux, Joey Mullen, Larry Murphy, uh, some really great players, Rick Tockett, Tom Barrasso, the opposing goalie. So uh, got to give him credit for that, and we wish Danny Lorenz a belated happy 52nd birthday. Uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Big game tonight in Detroit. 7.30 face-off, hoping the Islanders can keep the winning going. And they've been playing more consistent hockey. They're no longer fee, uh, you know, icing an AHL team or half an AHL roster. And here's the other thing. You know, uh, the NHL just recently shut down the Calgary Flames with, I think it was six uh six COVID cases, and I know a lot of Islander fans complained about that, but you know what? Better that the NHL learn. You know what? We should have shut the Islanders down sooner. We didn't. Let's not repeat the same thing again. It's disappointing that the Islanders paid the price for it, but at least the league seems to be learning and adapting, and hopefully they can contain any outbreak that may be involved. I will be live tweeting during tonight's game. Again, at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. So definitely check that out. It's always fun to interact with fans before, during, and after the games. And, uh, you know, definitely stop by and, and say hello and let's talk some, some Islanders hockey. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.